Dad Podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. I am David. And he is my dad. And we are going to start and jump in with the question of the day. Here it is. Last week, we talked about the best birthday gift you've ever received. Okay. Well, this week, what's the worst birthday gift you've ever received? Okay. This is from my childhood. I don't remember if it's birthday or Christmas, actually, but it's a gift that I I still remember to this day. Okay. I was probably fifth, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was kind of into the the hard rock. Right. I was an ACDC fan. Nice. I was Kiss fan, all that. All all the classics. My grandmother bought me a gift. Mm -hmm. It was the Osmonds. Now, you may not know the Osmonds as my child. I don't. But Donnie and Marie Osmond were uh, singers from the 70s, and their brothers uh, had a band too, the Osmond Brothers. Okay. And for some reason, she bought them for me. And at that time, they weren't even even close to being cool to, (laughs) you know, of course, a child who was into Kiss and ACDC. But I don't know if they were cool for anybody. Um... But yeah, she bought me that. And it was Oof. probably one of the most disappointing things. But I did good. Mm-hmm. I faked it. And then You're I think like, wow. we returned it. Yeah. Damn. Because she didn't know. I mean, she got something that, you know, from 10 years earlier, they, they might have been kind of cool. Donnie and Marie were huge back in the day. They had their own TV show. Mm. They were a monster. Um, so maybe that's why she got it. But yeah, I, I still remember that gift to this day. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. I don't remember if, if my choice was for birthday or Christmas either, but it just still makes me laugh to this day. I have a certain relative who shall not be named, and she is a very sweet lady. Yes. She is not exactly in touch with the process that you should buy somebody something that they want. Mm-hmm. She wants to buy you something that that she likes. Yeah. And so with that personality, I was probably 12 or 13. So video games was my big thing. And of course food. You can never fail with food yeah. or money, you know? Yeah. I can buy a new game. She handed me my gift. I unwrapped it. I looked at it and it was a bird watching book. <laughs> I remember that. It was <laughs> man, if I was into ornithology, Yep. I would have loved it. Yep. But I wouldn't. No. I'm still not. And no. I can frankly tell you I never will be. There's no. never going to be a time in my life where that's going to be a good gift. Yeah. And, and I, I saw it and I did the same thing as you. I was like, wow, thank you. <laughs> I remember. This is so unique. Yeah. As your parent at that moment, I was probably the proudest of you because I knew you hated that gift. <laughs> Everybody hated that gift. Yeah. I'm just glad she didn't give it to your sister. She may not have been quite no. so uh, good at that age. No, Katie younger. would have been like, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? I know. But, oh yeah, I faked it 100% <laughs> and I kept it in my closet for probably a month and yeah. then got rid of it. Yep. 
and I feel no guilt whatsoever. No, not at all. All right, so we are actually continuing a topic from last week. We've been talking about uh, the theme of adulting yeah. these past few weeks, and last week specifically we talked about contentment. We discussed, uh, we first we defined it, being okay with what you have, your status, your position, and then we talked about some of the pitfalls of if you don't have it, mm-hmm. things like getting into debt or things like not being able to have good relationships or not feeling like you're good enough because you always feel like you've got to be at a new place yeah. in order to be good enough. So we went into that in depth, and if you guys haven't listened to it, I'd suggest going back and listening to that week. But let's go ahead and continue the thought with what makes us discontent. Because the truth is, if we're going to grow in contentment, we Mm -hmm. have to learn that the world around us is not on our side when it comes to that battle. Yeah, it's true. So what are some of the factors that kind of work against us when it comes to learning to be content? Yeah, I think it's one thing is understanding that the field where you are, kind of where you're living, we are in a consumer culture. And that's pretty much most of the world. Uh, The consumer culture has kind of taken over the world, not just the Western world, Mm -hmm. um, but you look in the Far East and all over. The consumer culture, the goal of advertising all of those things is to make you discontent with what you have. Right. That's true. And so, yeah, we need to understand that, you know, like phones. We talked about that last week. But, you know, oh, you've got the iPhone 10. Oh, well, you need the iPhone 11 or 12 or 13. It's better. And it may be better in some ways. But what you have to understand is understand the the ploy of what they want to do. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make you discontent. Like you may have a car that works, that runs and is in good shape, Mm -hmm. but they're going to do advertisement after advertisement to make you think, I need a new car. Yep. I mean, that's their job. Yep. I don't fault them for that. But we have to understand that, you know, we live in that world. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is kind of look at our motive. Am I really, do I really need this? Or do I just want this? Do I just feel dissatisfied with what I have? Yeah. I mean, that's true. Because content people do not make good customers. Yeah. If everybody was content... People would only really buy what they need or only really buy stuff they really want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that would not be good for a lot of businesses. Because no. a lot of businesses, frankly, sell useless stuff. <laughs> you know, There's a ton of businesses that sell useless stuff. Yeah. But they want you to be like, you know what? I haven't had this specialized anime sneaker, but I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. I need a specialized anime sneaker, you know, yeah. Or, yeah. or something like that. You know, things that... In no way is that necessary. But Mm -hmm. you're going to find yourself wanting it because they paid to get that in front of you so that you would want it. Well, and advertising does work. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, What what a lot of people suggest is to do the 24-hour rule. Yeah. Especially with bigger purchases. Yep. To wait 24 hours to kind of get the emotion out of it and to think, okay, do I need this? Do I really need this? Or do I want it? And it's okay to get stuff you want. You just want to make sure you can afford it. And you're not that person from our last show who's going into debt to get more and more and more. That's true. And the the thing is, it's not just companies trying to show ads to Mm -hmm. make us discontent. Like, we're part of this. Like, we have fully engaged in this consumer culture. Because, like, I mean, I know I've done it. And I think most people probably have. You have, like, either a Pinterest board or something 
with house ideas. Yeah. You know, when you get to plan your dream home on Pinterest or yeah. you go on YouTube and you look at these amazing mansions and think to yourself, man, I wish I had a $37 million mansion in this <laughs> random city in California. Yeah. You know, I'm in my 1,400 square foot, three bedroom, two bath house, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, like we lean into that or yeah. like social media. Mm-hmm. Social media is perfect. Like a lot of people have probably heard this before. But you're comparing your everyday to other people's highlight reels. Yeah. Everybody wants to put the perfect filter on so they look super good, you know, to put, you know, all the fun things they're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of filter out all the not fun things. And so we begin to buy into this idea that, oh, I got to get there. Yeah. And that does not make you content. Yeah. And it's like, like I used to take students on missions trips Mm -hmm. and it's one of the things you may think your house is not that great but when you go to a third world country and see what other people live in it makes you realize that our 1400 square foot three bed two bath home is nice is a mansion yeah for most of the world yeah you're right and it's one of those that kind of puts that contentment in place and i think that's where we have to be careful that we don't kind of we don't look at the whole universe. We just look at our little thing. Oh, right. I want the thirty-seven million instead of my home that's maybe a hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm only in the top ninety percent of the world's population. Yeah, exactly. I want to be in the top ninety-eight percent yeah. of the world's yeah, population. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, you're right about that. And you said something that's been very good. It's a quote. That says, "Don't live ahead of where you are. Live where you are." I think that's a it's a great quote because a lot of times we find ourselves trying to skip steps. Yeah. Um, there's a whole there's a whole thing that they've done studies on where like kids that grow up in their parents' house eventually like get out of college and want to immediately move into a house that size. Mm-hmm. However, their parents worked for twenty years to get to that point. And so it's like a lot of times we end up looking way ahead and trying to get there quicker. And, and that can end up causing stress and some of the things we talked about in the past, like yeah. debt and stuff. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think it's having a realistic expectation of where you're at and what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and also like what job you have. Right. You know, if you went to high school with someone who goes into a career that maybe makes a whole lot more money. Right. And maybe you're in a career that's not a big money maker. Right. Well, you're not going to be able to live the life they live. They may be complaining about their $250,000 a year salary. And, you know, you're bumping 45000 a year. Well, that's two different economic, you know, atmospheres. Mm-hmm. And, and so their lifestyle is going to be very different. And I think it's understanding that and not getting into that. Well, we were classmates. I should be making that much. Well, you didn't choose to do what they're doing. Yeah. And, and so I think we have to have a realistic thing of, what is realistic for where I'm at? What is a good life of where I'm at? And that's where contentment, I think, helps you because you're like, okay, maybe I don't have a $500,000 home, but my $125,000 home is perfect for us where mm-hmm. we're at and what we're doing. Yep. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact is we live in a culture that does not encourage that. Yeah. It wants true. you to want the million dollar home yeah. so that you'll try and buy it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious on your opinion when it comes to desiring something. Because it's not evil to like things and mm-hmm. to buy things, even yeah. things that are not necessary. Like it's not wrong to eat out. Yeah. It's not wrong to 
want a new car at some mm-hmm. point. It's not yeah. wrong to want a new computer or a game system or whatever. So what do you think is just a good way to, to give people an indicator, all right, am I being content or am I just being so driven that I'm messing myself up? Yeah, I think it's good for someone to know themselves. Like everybody has those things they like. Yeah. You know, like some people, it is tech. Mm-hmm. Like some people want the latest tech and that's kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's vacations. Yep. They want to have good vacations. And and that's normal. And that's what you want to be is, is everyone has their thing. Yeah. You know, like anime people, it may be buying, you know, anime memorabilia. Yep. You know, or whatever. Or paying for a Crunchyroll membership. Right. Or whatever. So everyone's got their things. That's normal. It's when you try to have everything. Yeah. Where you never tell yourself no. You know, it's normal to say, you know, when I go out to this restaurant, I'm going to have a good meal and Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay for it. So you learn, you save up for it, you do it. Or maybe you like nice clothes. You want to buy a higher quality clothes. And so, you know, okay, that's going to cost me more money. You save up for it. You do it. That's normal. You like that. But when you, oh, I, I want to have the nice clothes, I want to go out to eat nice, I want to have a new car, I want to have this, I want to have that. That's when you get into that, well, I deserve. Mm. You know, there's nothing wrong with liking something and wanting it. But when yeah. you think you deserve it, mm-hmm. that's when you kind of go past the point and you kind of go get it whether you need it or not. Yeah, I think you're right. Because the, the truth is you can be content and have dreams. Mm-hmm. That's possible. You it can is. be happy with where you're at. Yeah. And have a place that you do want to go. Yeah. But you can't be content if you think you deserve more. Yeah. And that's the big issue, I think, with a lot of people today. They think, I really deserve this. And, and really what we have to do is see everything as a gift from God. And to understand that, you know, God really is our source. Mm-hmm. And as we walk in gratefulness to him... He can bless us just like as children. When you have a child who sees things as a gift, mm-hmm. it's much easier as a parent to give them stuff. Mm-hmm. But if they come in, you know, I want, I need, I deserve. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a parent, I'm going to be like, well, you ain't getting it, mm-hmm. you know, just because I don't want them to grow up with that attitude. Yep. So I think that's what we have to see it from God's perspective. Can he bless us? You know, like people say, oh, I want to, you know, get a million dollars. Well, can you handle the money you have now? If you can't handle the money you have now, you're not going to handle your million dollars. That's that's very true. That's that's a really good roast for all of us. Yeah. It's a good thing for us all to keep in mind. So there's this whole culture right now where where people are talking about developing gratitude. Mm-hmm. People are saying like, hey, we got to learn how to be grateful and practicing my gratitude today. I love what you said about being grateful to God because the truth is we need to focus on having gratitude for the one who is behind what we have. Yeah. And that's the the danger of just gratitude for the sake of gratitude is Mm -hmm. a lot of people, their gratitude is really to themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really thanking themselves for this. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is recognize that, okay, God is the source. God is what, you know, who who gave me this. Mm -hmm. And gratitude is good. The thing I would say that the way to test yourself with that is, can you be grateful for other people's blessings. Mm, that's, good. that's where it really gets into like, let's say you have a good life, you're content, maybe your your best friend goes into an industry that blows up and he's making huge money, mm-hmm. big money. Mm-hmm. Are you happy for him or are you jealous? Right. Are you angry? 
Yeah. And that'll, that'll do a lot to show you where your attitude is. Because mm-hmm. if you're happy when other people are blessed, that means you're pretty content where you're at. That's true. But if you start making excuses, oh, they're all cheating, they're lying, they're doing. And that's a lot of people in our country. Uh-huh. You know, like every person who's rich, oh, you know how they got rich? They ripped people off and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And some people did, but the majority didn't. They yeah. earned it. You're right. And a lot of times that's a lens of other people's discontentment. Yeah. Of saying like, oh, I should be where they're at. Exactly. But I didn't cheat. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. Yeah. And that's just not the good attitude to have. No, it's and, not. And a bonus blessing from showing gratitude, not just in general, but to God, is as you show gratitude to God, you begin to have a shift in your perspective to where you begin to see everything as a gift from God, mm-hmm. not a gift to, you know, you undeserving, you know, whatever, but as a display of love. Yeah. In the same yeah. way a parent can display love by giving a gift to a kid, yeah. we begin to see that as a gift from God that was given in love. Yeah. And I, I think, think that so. helps us appreciate other people's mm-hmm. blessings. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, God loves me. Look at all that he's done for me. And God loves you too. Look at all he's done for you. Yeah, that's true. It's a better way to view the world. Oh, yeah. You enjoy it a whole lot more. Yeah. So uh, one last piece of advice for those who, who want to be content. What would it be? It would be don't be Uncle Rico. Um, if you haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite, there's a character in it called Uncle Rico who... All he keeps saying is, if Coach would have just put me in, mm-hmm. you know, we would have won the championship. And he was living in the past. And that's something we have to be careful of. You may have made bad mistakes. You may have messed some things up in your life. Maybe Coach didn't put you in. Mm-hmm. But if, if you keep living based on those mistakes, you won't live in the present. You won't be content with your life because you'll always be looking backwards. Yeah. And that you can't. You can't be content and live in the present when that's hanging over your head. Yeah. You're right. Um, There's no way. So those are probably the, the practical things that we would suggest for you guys to walk away with. One is making sure that you not only display gratitude, but display gratitude to God. Mm-hmm. Two, make sure you're not looking into the past. And then three, everything we talked about beforehand, recognize that the world will naturally, bit by bit, ad by ad, try and push you into a place of discontentment. Yeah. And even just having an awareness of that can help you recognize it and combat it to be like, oh, that's not who I want to be. Yeah, I think that's good. So that's contentment. Let's go ahead and jump into the questions of the day. Uh, This is one that's kind of more pop culture. Somebody asked, what are your thoughts on Elon Musk buying Twitter? Yeah, for me, Elon has stated why he bought it. Um, Twitter has uh, pushed people off the platform. Mm -hmm. They said they were doing it to protect. But I think Elon wants to make it more of a free speech where people can say what they want within reason. I mean, you can't say things like you're going to murder people and stuff like that. But what he wants to do is have a place for the free and fair exchange of ideas. Mm -hmm. I think that's good for us as a republic. Um, I'm not afraid of someone disagreeing with me. I think we can have a discussion over that. But when you start saying that, well, I don't agree with your idea, so you can't say it, I think that's when it gets dangerous. Because then we start putting that, well, whose idea is better? Well, everyone thinks their idea is better. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have discussions. That's why we have debates. Um, So I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Because what he's saying is he wants it to be just a free platform for people to express 
what they think, what they feel. And I think that's healthy for our country. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it myself because I heard somebody say this, and I think it's very true. They said that they believe people place too much emphasis on how important they think Twitter is. Yeah, I think so. A lot of people see Twitter as the cultural hub, and there are a lot of influential people on there. But when you limit the number of characters and you make it all about being viral instead mm-hmm. about being truthful, yeah, it turns it into, they said, it's not like the Roman Senate. It's like the Roman Colosseum. Yeah. Because you just get entertained watching each other, like people go at each other's throats. Yeah. Nothing is really, like nobody ever said, man, I'm so glad that we discussed that on Twitter. <laughs> Everybody true. walked around with a better understanding of that concept. <laughs> There was, there was never an influencer that's like, man, I loved collaborating and making a great business connection through Twitter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's all about people just roasting each other, really. Yeah. So whether you have free speech or not, it's just the Coliseum, bro. So, it like, is. don't yeah. make that big of a deal of it. It's that's not the point. cultural hub of the U.S. Yeah. Uh, okay, next question. How can I help people around me be content? I assume this is because last week we talked about that first element. Yeah. I think, like, I would think as, let's say you're a dad and you're trying to build contentment in your family. Yes. Um, yes. I, I think you model it. That's I think good. number one. I think the key to contentment is to model it. And maybe you help someone to recognize the blessings in their life. Because mm-hmm. we can all get into pity parties, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I think we all need those friends around us who speak truth in our lives. So I think one of the things you can do is just have yourself surrounded by people who, if you're being down and depressed, they'll be like, dude, snap out of it. You know, you're, you're getting kind of out there. Yeah. I think we need those people who are willing to tell us, okay, you're being a whiny baby or, hey, you're getting kind of full of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have that, if we only surround ourselves with people who agree with everything we ever say, right. it's a dangerous place to be. Right. And so I think contentment in your life is you modeling it for others, but also you having people in your life who aren't afraid to maybe tell you what you need sometimes, not what you want. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly, the number one thing you can do to help people around you be content is to model it. Yeah. Because it is something where you can talk about it all day, but when you see it, it is kind of inspiring, mm-hmm. really. Like, I'm inspired when I see somebody whose situation isn't ideal and they're content. Like, yeah. they're just, they're walking in joy, yeah. even though their situation doesn't line up with it. Mm-hmm. So one of the most powerful things you can do is in that example. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, besides you modeling it, I agree, you know, building relationships. Also praying, mm-hmm. you know, prayer yeah. really does make a difference. Yeah. Praying for God to change your heart, yeah. praying for God to change other people's hearts, mm-hmm. because... Being content really is best. We're not saying for you to settle for less. We're not saying for you to like, oh, well, just settle and and forget everything. But we are saying if you can live in contentment, everything becomes a blessing and a bonus instead of, oh, I'm finally getting what I deserve. It's a better way to live. It's a biblical way to live. And it's, it's the way that I truly believe will lead to your thriving. Yeah, and I think you'll just enjoy life more. Yeah. I mean, I think literally people who are content enjoy their life and they're actually a lot more fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Final question. What do you do to build contentment in your own life? Mm. Um, I think some of the things you said, I would say one, um, I, you know, praying, 
-hmm. you know, getting into what does the Bible say about contentment? What does the Bible say about being thankful? What does the Bible say about what matters? Yeah. Because some some stuff's just not important. Yeah. It's just not. You know, like, you know, having the latest car is not as important as having a strong family. Mm -hmm. You know, understanding what's real. So I think understanding the right biblical mindset helps you, I think, develop contentment. Yeah. I think... You know, like we talked about earlier, understanding the advertising world mm-hmm. and not letting it control you, but you controlling it. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you get that letter that says you've got to mail this in by next week or you could miss out your chance to win $50 billion. <laughs> okay. Everybody in your street got that. You yeah. know, that there's there's some reality that we need to kind of look past and go, okay, that's kind of pulling on me. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I mean, prayer, and then practicing it. Mm-hmm. By practicing it, I mean if you want to go out to eat, but you don't have money to go out to eat, then you don't go out to eat, and you're okay with it. Yeah. If you said that you're going to take off work at 6, and at 6 o'clock and you're tempted to work more, but you say, you know what, I accomplished what I could today, I'll pick it back up tomorrow. That's contentment. If you're with your family and you're hanging out, and you guys would like to go to a movie, but you you know can't find the right time, and you go to the park instead, that's fine. Like all of these things contribute to making your uh, your contentment better. Because like we said last week, contentment is a habit. It is not a destination. You're not going to magically just be blessed with the spiritual gift of contentment. God will shift you and shift your perspective over time to where you begin to see things differently. Well, and sometimes contentment helps you build better creativity. True. To where maybe you can't go out to eat as a family, but maybe you could have a special meal at home. Mm -hmm. You know, children, a lot of times, if you don't give them every single toy they want, they have to be creative. Which is Put a bunch of kids (laughs) in a room with boxes and blankets, and they'll build a fort, they'll go into their imagination and they'll have more fun than just sitting with a screen. That's true. And that's where we have to we have to help those situations and maybe say, okay, what can I do creatively? Maybe I don't have the money to do this, but what can I do creatively to to enjoy myself? And you may come up with something you didn't even think of before. Yeah. And honestly that might be a good practice even if you do have the money to do whatever you that's want. That's true. Maybe be like, all right, Friday night, we're gonna go to the park. We're just gonna we're just gonna make something up. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna have a good time. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You'll probably make more memories than if you just went and watched a movie. Yeah, I remember uh, there was a, a dad who had kids about your age, and he would do Analog Day, mm-hmm. where he would just say, "Okay, no media today. Today's an Analog Day," and just send them outside mm-hmm. and just force them to find something to do. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, they're both really into music now. Yeah. And it's probably not a coincidence. Yeah, I don't <laughs> you know, think it is. They, they, they didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. So they're like, I guess I'll play guitar or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's that's good. And I think for you who wants to develop contentment, even just wanting to is the first step. It is. That's good. Um, if you desire that, no matter what you do, God can work with that. Yeah. He really can. Well, thank you guys for joining us today on the Hey Dad podcast. We appreciate you guys dropping by. Uh, We pray that you guys have a blessed day. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to us. We would love to answer them. And y'all are awesome. 
Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.